Hello everyone and welcome to the I Get Buckets podcast. Countdown now, I think it's about 14 hours until NBA season tips off. We're smashing through the last podcast here of the series of Cougars League draft reviews. We're down to the last team, my team, who picked uh, number six, um, saving it for last. Always a hard one to do to, to look at mine and kind of review some of my decisions, um, but I think this is going to be an, an easy, quick power podcast to kind of get it out to, to put a bow on everything before basketball starts um, tomorrow morning. So um, it'll be out there for, for anyone who does get a chance to listen to it before it goes, but I think it's just neater to have it up before I'm starting to comment on, on <laughs> players who have played a game, even though it would be one. Um, I've had a lot of thoughts for three weeks kind of <laughs> swirling on whether it's regret or optimism or um, everything about where I picked players and if I went early or late or who I should have got and um, some shame as we get to the end with um, uh, one of the selections I've had that we'll go into um, that's not really panning out too well but um, it's 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 an interesting kind of one going through but um, yeah we'll quickly pop it up give my thoughts on some players especially a couple I think um, people are interested in hearing about and where the mind was for um, going in that direction so yeah it's going to be a fun one just to kind of neatly um, you know, summarize where my head was at and, and put together all of our draft reviews um, before we hit play on season 23-24. So, um, hope you've liked this all and now we, it all becomes useless, what I've said, um, as we get into actual basketball and um, the fantasy becomes reality a little bit, I guess, in terms of what we're doing. But I guess up top, pick number six, um, I had a real decision to go in this one and I think a little bit surprising that um, Anthony Davis was the direction I went in. Um, I feel the same kind of concern that probably everyone did that um, this one has a potential to really um, blow up. And I kind of keep telling myself not to put myself in this position. But um, really last last year I had five and I think five and six again, just it's not it's not an ideal place to be because you have a really hard selection and in whatever direction you go, you just kind of immediately off the pace, I think, from the from the top four, um, assuming um, health. Um, and Jason Tatum was the right pick, I think, last year going in, in pick five. And then this year it was, oh, is, is Jason Tatum still the right pick? And as much as he was really good for me last year, what I've felt and I felt um, strongly coming into this one was what I lacked last year when I think I finished... Um, you know, with a, a track record of nine and nine after the regular season, and it still wasn't enough to get there. That I just didn't really have a player that um, was able to kind of um, hit these heights, you know, consistently that really um, wrestled um, matchups in my favor. Um, so when I was against these other teams who who had these all stars, it just it felt like I was really um, you know punching from behind that everything needed to go right for me to um, really have a, a, a success. So um, as much as Jason Tatum's average of thirty four was was handy, um, I felt you know strongly that if you had the feeling that the Lakers are going to be really really good this year, which I do, um, if you have the feeling that um, Anthony Davis, as much as he's been injured. Um, has a chance to be healthy and based on the playoffs and a lot of what we saw last year, um, I do think, you know, before he had a, a stretch out, which seems to happen a lot, <laughs> um, he was in the mouth of a lot of critics in terms of MVP. Um, I do think um, strongly that 
as as if you were really going to be looking outside the top four that went, that the only um, person that is in this draft who has a potential to make that a top five is Anthony Davis if he can you know play seventy games. And I'm really happy, I think, to kind of risk it and and go with the fact. Say, hang on a second, at, at pick sixty, I, if I can get someone who you know gives me value upwards of of some of the guys up the top, whether it's a, an Embiid or a Doncic. Um, which I do think he's capable of, and I think we all know that when things go right, he is capable of that. Um, that that's a risk worth taking. I think the Lakers are going to be really good. I think he, in every way, is going to be um, their lead kind of player. Um, and whether it's you know the defensive stats, um, I think I was listening to something today is that he's never been a defensive player of the year, but he has that capacity. Um, we all know what he's done before. Um, you know he's been a number one pick in this. Um, you know, in the Cougars League, you know, five, six, seven years ago. So I know that's going back a long time, but I, I still think he's that kind of player if we can get health. So um, I know there's a lot of ifs, buts, maybes that I've said in the last um, two minutes, and that's where the concern is. But um, I just felt like if I'm really in a position here to, to kind of go a, a Davis or a, a Tatum or an Edwards or, or someone like that who's gone last one, um, like it's like fuck it, let's just you know go for glory and and know that even if he is injured, I can kind of hopefully it's it's not an extensive kind of one, and I can back myself to try to to get through um, the weeks and knowing that you know last year there was a couple of wins that um, I know he was the sacko <laughs> um, last year, so it's not the best example. But Anthony Davis was kind of the reason why um, he got like, you know, a couple wins for his team just based on uh, a stretch where he was getting, you know, 50s, 50s um, in, you know, back-to-back games, which, you know, is just a a quality that I didn't have last year and I thought I really needed. So um, he was the direction I went with. I had him five on my board. I was happy to kind of do that, um, even though, again, I was was hoping this decision (laughs) wasn't um, something I had to make. I'd get a top four pick or or get kind of eight, nine, and then just like hopefully Anthony Davis is there for me to take, which I think maybe it would have been. And that was why on the night I was, um, you know, tossing up, trying to kind of trade down to, to eight um, to see where that would have gone. But um, yep, I'm, I'm, I'm pretty happy now knowing that he's healthy at the moment. Ask me in a few months and we'll see. But yeah, that's kind of where my head was at. I just, I think... Um, Outside of you know everyone else after pick four, he's he's the guy who has the most potential to finish um, the season with with an average in potentially the top four. Um, yeah, moving on. I guess it's an interesting one that I wasn't super stoked on, kind of doubling down on um, a talent base that has you know really struggled to to be on the court in a in a a high percentage of games over the last few years, adding Kevin Durant with um, pick 15 in my second round. So that was the one that I I struggled with. And I was looking at adding Trey Young just because of a consistency base um, based on, on my first pick. But it got to me, it was interesting, kind of Chris was like, oh, I think you're going to go Lamella Ball here. And I kind of stuck to my rankings um, in knowing that I had Kevin Durant at 13 and I had Lamella Ball at 17. Um, I just think... You know, again, a lot of what I said with Anthony Davis is if you were gonna, um, you know, just mention on, you know, one hand who the 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 MVP candidates are. Like I do think it's your top five and Davis. And then if you're thinking who else, you know, you got your Tatum. Um, I think you know potentially you can make a a, a case for for someone 
like a, a Devin Booker if Phoenix are good. But I, I really think still Kevin Durant's the man on Phoenix if things go well. I think, you know, when he's ticking, he is, again, you know, in the best players in the in the league. Um, health has been the problem. Um, I think Phoenix are, you know, somewhat, I guess, stacked. But we've seen in the Brooklyn scenario, like I think Kevin Durant, the, the cream kind of rises to the top. Um, someone who I think is going to be relied on to, to rebound heavily. I think he's going to get to the line a lot. I think um, I haven't really owned him, I think, in a long, long time. If uh, ever, I think maybe I got him pick one, and we're looking 10 years ago now. Um, so to, to, to add someone like Kevin Durant to my to my roster, um, you know, as much as it's it's interesting that I've drafted a Durant, and we'll talk about Irving later, who have both kind of um, scorned me <laughs> as, as recently as 10 months ago or whatever it was. Um, I think just someone who kind of is quality. So I am risking it um, a lot, but I think when it came down to to the opportunity to add Kevin Durant, um, I've kind of, again, um, just kind of thrown <laughs> it to the gods in terms of health, um, which I think if you, you break it down on, on percentages, um, it's probably not, a, not the smartest kind of direction, but... Um, I think Anthony Davis, I, 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 like, I feel hopeful that he'll be healthy. Kevin Durant, I think, is a little bit more harder. I know that you know some of the injuries have felt a little bit freakish, whether it's someone falling across his knee twice, um, and then or him just kind of slipping in a warm up. Like they feel fluky. I know when I have a conversation with someone, they're like, "Oh well, it seems the fluky things seem to happen more often with Kevin Durant, um, at least since his Achilles return." Like, um, which I think's evidence to say, you know. It doesn't happen to other people because, the, um, like it, it probably happens for him potentially for a reason, and that makes you concerned. But I think again, if um, I can do my best and cross my fingers, um, whether it's you know they're managing him a little bit or the sixty-five game thing, um, that you know he's around the mark on playing, you know, upwards of sixty games, and maybe hopefully I can just you know get to the end of the season in playoffs and they're both healthy, um, you know, at the right time for me um, to, to make some noise. So I think the the option of going LaMelo ball um, after him, um, I, I played with it, but I just think um, Kevin, when he's ticking again, the heights of what he does is a, probably a first round pick if it's all kind of um, going well. And we've seen teams in the past when they've been, you know, really dominant to the regular season is when they have... Um, you know, sometimes two people in the top 10 and kind of three in the top 20. Um, and I think if you're talking Davis and Durant, um, that gives me my best chance to do so. So um, that's where we're at kind of moving forward from them. I think the next one's a little bit of a, a bet on, um, I guess, supporting that with health in terms of Mikael Bridges. So it's not just that. I, I, I really feel that Mikael Bridges' average of 27 points when um, he joined the Nets is um, realistic. I think it's probably on the upward end of, of what I'd expect just given, um, you know, you know, the off season to kind of tinker with where they're going. I still think he's, you know, severe, uh, a high focal point um, on our offense and, and, you know, our lead kind of player. Obviously, the Simmons emergence is interesting. I don't think they're playing as much ISO ball with, with him. So as much as 27, I think, um, is, is very capable for him. I'm not expecting him to, to reach exactly that but I, I do think what we saw um once he went over the nets it was he's a top 30 player um so to get him at 26 here knowing that he hasn't missed the game since high school um he played you know 82 games every season um 83 last year in a, a weird scenario where he got traded 
um, to the Nets and we, you know, had played one less game than, than Phoenix at the time. So um, I think, you know, bringing him in, and I hope to God that, you know, <laughs> his track record of health is something that I don't jinx um, to kind of just throw in the mix with Davis and Durant just makes me feel, you know, a little bit more comfortable um, about some of the decision making. Um, but knowing that I might have had him higher on the board, but I think there was a real reason on um, doing so based on what we saw last year. Um, so I had him as high as, you know, 22 on my board. So I think 26 here. Personally, um, I think um, I'm happy to kind of add him to the fold. Um, the, the harder one is Kyrie Irving next. Um, so he gets to my roster on 35. I mean, I sold myself at the time and I'm coming to terms with it that I'm okay with it, knowing that I think last year he got picked um, late round three, maybe early round four. So a really similar spot in the draft. And I think at the time, I'm like, this has the potential to be Jesse's best pick of the draft just because of what he can do. Then we went through a whole season where, you know, he he posted anti-Semitic um, things online, got suspended, then eventually forced a trade. So it was a bit of a shit show. Um, and he still, you know, um, was potentially Jesse's best uh, pick um, because he averaged 30.7. He still scored 1,800 um, fantasy points plus. Um, so knowing all of that, knowing that I think um, Dallas is, is a, a, a relatively good scenario for him, I think playing um, alongside Luca, but really knowing that, you know, the way the team's kind of met or built that, you know, the the offense is, is going to be quite reliant on the two of them. And we've seen him, you know, have the counting stats in in a small sample size last year. That makes me confident that, you know, Kyrie kind of does Kyrie moving forward as much as, um, you know, I think possible. So, um, again, it's not something I'm like, I look at and it embeds me with like a super amount of confidence, but it's, and it's not someone that I walked into the draft wanting, but um, we got to the point where it was still there around four. Um, you know, I had him at, at 26, I think, on my board. I had him around the mark of, of, of your GM. James Harden and Jimmy Butler, who both you know went in this round as well, um, I think as just talent that it's hard to to pass on too much before you get down to your your giddy Beal Garlands, who have all gone and gone on the late um, of this one. But I mean, I had him before your Paolo and Ingram, um, who have just gone in you know late round three. I think he's he's value enough that if you think. He's not going to tank his way out of a, another scenario, um, which is entirely possible, um, that that he deserves to get picked here. But um, again, based on what we know, I'm not going to count that scenario out. There's a lot of crossing fingers from, from me on this end, which makes me nervous. Um, I don't look down at, you know, Davis, Durant, Bridges, Irving in my top four and think, oh, wow, rock solid, let's go. But what I do think is when you... If you're assuming health, matching those four up against anyone else's four, I think I'd be held in good stead. Um, so, you know, a lot of it's going to come down to, to luck, um, I think, with it. But again, after that, someone that I felt really, really good about adding, again, as a just a, a high-volume consistency um, element is Nikola uh, Vucevic at pick uh, 46. So, um yeah, I think if I'm mitigating the risk of an Irving and Davis and Durant to bring in Bridges who doesn't, you know, miss games and to, to bring Vucevic who's just been, um, you know, just lock-solid kind of fantasy player for, for the best part of six years in our league um, is, is good value here. So um, for context, he averaged 27.3 last year. I had him at 32 on my board. 
um, because there's obviously a lot you know of other players that I think are just talent wise, role wise locked in to, to what you would want to expect for, to build from. But I guess for context, um, you know, with him signing you know an extension, I think like I, I'm, I'm drafting him in the, with the aspect of, you know, his role is, is similar and he stays in Chicago as a center. You know, him and Julius Randle are the two ones that I thought were interesting because they were both top 10 players based on the, the amount of points scored. So I think, you know, if you're looking at it through the lens that Nikola Vucevic, and surprisingly for maybe some other people who would know, he, he ranked ninth in terms of total points for our league, I think it was. Um, in the end, so you know, there's there's not many people. Um, there was no one left after him who gets drafted here who scored more than him as a total points. Um, and I just think to kind of yeah book in some of these other riskier guys, um, it it paves the way for me potentially to go risky again <laughs> next with Paul George. Um, but I I, I do think um, the risk is kind of taken out of it a little bit because of where I've got him. Um, I was a little bit surprised he was still here. I think I've said on the MJ podcast that I was really enamored with Aiton um, this year and I was kind of ready to, to get him in this round. He goes picks two after George, but I, I, I was surprised that, that poor George was actually still going to be here. Um, I think, again, there's a, a question mark on the Clippers and health and, and a lot of things with, with him moving forward. But um, again, it's just a, a, a quality cream to, to his game that... Um, you, we're not getting from from other players really. I think draft at this point, he's a superstar of the league who you know has not been able to put it all together in a way that you'd you'd hope. Um, but you know, an average of twenty seven point four last year. Um, it's 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 someone that you you're just not able to get at this point. So I think at fifty five, I feel good about it. Um, again, um, it's like a, a broken record in terms of. All these players have question marks. There's a reason why I'm getting superstar players in round six. Um, it's because people wouldn't rate them as superstars anymore based on their availability, um, and I get that. Um, so I, I think the argument for me to say I can just kind of patch up um, the gaps and get through doesn't work if you know two or three of them are all kind of out, but um, I think I can survive if... If I, you know, one of them are, and and just because of the the talent that's that's brought in, that, um, yeah, Paul George is is just a, um, you know, two years ago maybe three where he was like that, um, it was in the MVP conversation for a large percentage of the um the the season. It was that that was how good he was. So, um, happy to kind of add him here. Miles Turner next, uh, a glut of centers that went in in again the late round six, early round seven. Um, it was interesting because I still really went with Miles Turner and I'm happy to do it and consistently, I mean, last year I was kind of, um, infamously kind of down on him and he proved me wrong with an average of 25.5. And I think, um, he's, he's returning to, to a value that I'd hope to, to get from him. Um, with the end of paces, I think his pick and roll game with Tyrese is kind of evolved. I think it'd be interesting, um, him and Bruce Brown a little bit, um, yeah, they've got a, a, a few changes at Indiana, but I think he's um he's kind of locked in um there, and we've we've seen the kind of the talent. Um, I did have him, I think, behind um your Walker Kessler and your Aiton, um, who have gone as centers just above this, but um, I had him, I think, a touch before Nick Claxton, who went one pick before 
and um, above Jared Allen, who went four picks later. So I'm happy to get Miles Turner here. I had him at 55 on my board, and I get him at 66 here. So again, my board's going to be um, <laughs> my opinion as why I've taken these guys here. But um, So they're all going to be a little bit higher um, compared, but I guess that's just some context on, on how I valued Miles. Um, next round eight is one of the more harder ones to, to gauge, I think, is a, the first um, outside of health kind of real risky pick that I've taken with Jalen Green here at 75. So I think the, the logic here is um, from a simple fantasy aspect, it's like, okay, well, um, we've been waiting for the breakout time. Here's the, 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 the year for Jalen Green to kind of emerge. Um, you know, pick two only a couple of seasons ago. So I think he's, he's coming into his third year here. Um Average of 20.6 last year. I just, I think, again, and I've said, you know, the Houston situation's weird, and that's why I have um, a little bit of uh, a concern um, just with all the players, new coach, etc. cetera, I've, I've kind of said on the other pods, so I won't bang on about that, but I, I really think that Jalen Green, if I'm trying to pull out players that you're, who's going to be at the end of the season going, oh my God, wow, he's just taken a huge uh, leap out of nowhere, Um I think he'd be on the short list of like, I can see how that happened. Um, if you told me he was the Houston's best fantasy player at the end of the year, I'd be like, yeah, I could see that. Like, sell me on that argument. So I think that logic way is like pick 75 for someone who I think can really have a leak. 20.6 last year. Like, I'd, I'd love for it to kind of be pushed to like 22, 20, 23. But I think the real upside here is 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 as big as other players like a few players in terms of their increase like i think like you you're talking most improved potential um there's obviously a big downside as well that you'd say well it hasn't really come together we've seen um a lot of why it hasn't and they've just brought in you know a lot of other players who are going to emerge and take um you know uh, opportunity away from him at least and he's going to be more off ball just as a a shooter kind of scorer. So I think this is a real, real risky one, not to foreshadow my wild card later on, but um, I'm hopeful that, yeah, I've kind of looked at him as as, as identifying someone who um, has the potential to really break out. I had him at 61 on my board, um, so to get him at 75 here, um, I'm happy with. Next, we go Devin Fussell, and I'm stoked on this one as well. Um, I kind of, I've got question marks on a lot of players, um, but Devin Fussell is making me feel pretty good. I think at 86, um, it's value. I think Spurs are going to be much watched because of Wemby, but I think outside of that, um, I think the scoring needs to, to, to be something that um, the, the rest of the kind of Spurs starting five really needs to um, support, and I think Devin Fussell is the most equipped to do so. I think last year his season was interrupted you know, majorly by injury so he didn't really get the potential to, to show off but he has his extension now I think it's interesting I think it's um draft class of 2020 I've just got a few guys um in that that um if I've gone quite old and um injured up the top of um the draft I've kind of gone young emerging at the end I think the 2020 draft um I think it's Fasel quickly topping um Avdia that are all kind of maybe of that class that have um, looked at getting their extensions. And um, I think, I think Fasel has, you know, a, a real kind of a offensive, um, you know, uh, skill set that I think I'd, I'd love for him to kind of 
buoy you know that that up with you know his rebounds and, and assists to, to be a little bit more consistent because I think he can average um, you know 23 24 points um, if things kind of go the right way based on an average of 20 last year I think even though I like I don't want to get too crazy on it it's it's someone that's gone 86 so um, yeah it, it's, it's it's he's there for a reason but I had him at 67 on my board um, I'm I'm quite I feel worried about a few picks, but I think Devin Fassell, I feel confident that um, even if he's going to break out, hopefully he gives me 86 value. You know, he's a top 100 player. Um, yeah, going through next is, is more kind of risky. There's a bit of a homer pick in Cameron Johnson at 100. Oh, sorry, 95. Um, I guess I was, and I think I said on... Um, Jake's podcast, I was pretty locked and loaded to go Ben Simmons here. Um, ben Simmons goes at 94. So at 95, I have a decision. Um, I had Cameron Johnson at two picks on my big board after Ben Simmons. Um, I think this is a big year for Cameron Johnson. I just think, you know, he's got his extension. But what we saw, again, and similar to, to Mikael Bridges. So what, what does have me a little bit worried in terms of, um, my bias is that I've gone Mikael Bridges and Cameron Johnson, who are you know obviously um, both Nets players, but then Kyrie and Duran, who are ex Nets players. So there's a lot of Brooklyn kind of vibes on my team, which I don't, I'm not super stoked on. But I think Cam Johnson is being identified as like our shooter. Um, he's our best, you know, shooter. He's he's a, he's a really you know top notch shooter. Um, I know in the lack of of the shooting that's gone out of the team, whether it's Harris or Kyrie or even like. Um, uh, Watanabe and then Duran and, and Kyrie who obviously um, are quite inept in putting the ball in the bucket <laughs> um, that that I know um, Jacques Vaughan wants him to take 10 threes a game I think he, even though like that's um, something that he's shown as a class above and, and be able to do it that's not all he do like he can get to the, the hole um, he's actually a, a pretty good passer um, I just think there's an avenue where he, he really um, shows up this season and I was happy to pivot in that direction after Simmons went off the board. Like I do think um, as much as you know, I'm loving hopefully this idea that Simmons is going to be a more complete piece this year, I think Cameron Johnson potentially is more um, fantasy valuable um, given the scoring that might come. Um, I do think they're relying on him and I think he's going to, um, you know, injury aside, play high minutes the, the the hard thing which sucked was the the hamstring um that means he's played no preseason um and even for um tip off i think he's going to be on a minute restriction so that makes me you know somewhat it's not ideal timing i don't love that um but yeah i was kind of fine to add him here but i do know that there's a lot of players that are kind of gone after whether it's a john collins or a marco Fultz, who i really liked as well um who are probably you know, it's it's not without its risk given who's going to come after. I had Cameron Johnson at 78 on my board, but I do think that was probably a, a heap higher than what other players people had. Um, I have him at eight, you know, an 18.7 average, which I think he can push up to, you know, 21, hopefully higher. Um, and an 18.7, if he gets to 20, that's, as we said, kind of round the mark for a top 100 player. So if he's upwards of 20 and drafted at 95, um, it, it, it's fine, um, but we'll see how we go. Jaden Ivey, I was kind of happy to add him there. I, I drafted him at um, 106 
probably it was one of those picks where I had people higher on my board still available and I was like, oh, I kind of like him. And then it was a gut feel draft um, on the night. I felt okay with it afterwards. I'm feeling less okay at the moment just based on some of the preseason stuff, which is probably um, problematic and something that I shouldn't do. But seeing him not really start most of the games did have me a little bit concerned because the idea was that you know, he's starting in the backcourt alongside Cade and playing really high minutes, and, and that's where it comes from. But, I mean, the, the the fact that they were playing Alec Burks ahead of him, they are playing Killian Hayes ahead of him a little bit, I think it's hopefully them just, like, sorting out some of their shit, um, and Jaden Ivey's still really the guy, and I, I would hedge my bets more to that. Um, I think to to go in a Killian Hayes direction or even worse, an Alec Burks direction at this stage of his career over an Ivey would be a mistake, um, I do think, you know, the tools that Ivy has to be a real impact player, um, you know, is, is the reason why I kind of added him here. Um, Cade coming back, you know, does, does things make things in- interesting, but I think they drafted him with the expectation that they play together. Um, and that's really, I think he's, he's a, he's a hard one to peg right now and one that I've drafted early enough that it could hurt me. But, um, again, I'm happy to, oh, happy is a strong way. I'm, I'm thinking it. It's it's it might go either way, so I've got some concerns there, but um, yeah, I think at least there's a um, a floor of talent that hopefully holds him in in good good stead moving forward. Uh, my next pick is is probably the most you know controversial, um, albeit shameful one of my draft with Miles Bridges. Um, so I get him at 115. I guess the logic was um, you know all things aside. Um, he's suspended for 10 games and given what we saw fantasy wise, um, from his last healthy season that, you know, he's, if you could, you know, get close to that, he's, he's a top 50 player. Um, my thought process was I kind of got to the, this place and was stuck on where to go next. And I knew that, okay, well, um, I talked a bit about, you know, Ben Simmons and, and Russell Westbrook as, you know, though, if you get stuck, um, their, their options to go to. Uh, and the next kind of line potentially was a, a Miles Bridges where like, oh, if there was, wasn't someone standing out for me, maybe Miles Bridges is the right way to go if it's late enough. Um, obviously, I don't want to speculate. It's hard to peg these things down because of the, some of the directions where you wouldn't expect them to go. Um, they, they feel like they either kind of just go away or, um, I mean... It, it feels like he should be in jail, um, so which makes this a, a wasted pick here. I mean, I, I've had there's no real new news on on stuff after we saw that he's um, you know broke his his parole or you know all the the allegations on um, what he's done next. It d- doesn't make for good reading. I don't really feel confident that he's gonna be with the team. But if you were gonna give me you know a scenario where um, the next update is you know, it's kind of been, um, uh, you know, dissolved or resolved in some way and he's got something and he's still only got 10 games, then um, I would I would think, you know, I mean, that's definitely an option too. I'm just, I'm just really at a, at a loss to know at this point in time what, what you know, is going to be the outcome. So um, I think regardless is, you know, it, it's potentially just a waste because um, he's not playing in the NBA um, and in jail and probably he should be. Um, but even if he does play, I think it's a weird one um, for them moving forward. Uh, so I, it, it's hard to kind of see it kind of paving right. 
Um, I guess it was that was a risk at the time. It's all based on what he did a couple of seasons ago, um, and I thought it was worth it. Um, we'll see on that one. It's it's hard to see that it, it will be worth it at the moment. Um, moving forward, Emmanuel quickly. It's a fun one, I think maybe um, because it's 126. But um, again, I think the Knicks have a lot of depth there, so. Um, we saw in glimpses how good he can be. Average of 18.3 last year. I had him 107 on my board. I think he's value, but um, again, it's it's one that has a, a large variance. Um, Denny Avdia next. It was one that I felt really strongly about. Um, he was injured early in the preseason, which was always, um, you know, not ideal. The first, you know, scouting report I said, it was like, you know, could have an interesting... Season off the bench. Um, I'm drafting him with the expectation he starts. I reckon um, it's his time now. I know there's a lot of stuff out there about him kind of just like sitting in the corner and not doing enough on defense. Um, I'm hoping there's something that's kind of clicked with him, knowing, you know, there's a couple of people out at Washington. Um, I think Kyle Kuzma is, you know, his competition in terms of that next kind of store, scoring um, shooting allotment outside of Jordan Poole. But... Um, I think in a second round pick, um, there's a world or an opportunity where he really kind of um, steadies into, you know, a, a, a high scoring option compared to what he's done in the past. I think an average of nine points last year. Like, I do think he can, he can you know, push 15. Um, we saw glimpses late in the last season that made me feel good about what he could be. Um, again, he's just like class 2020 that I've, you know, seemed to... Um, subconsciously targeted <laughs> as as guys that I think that have the step. If you told me he was um, on the way of a wire in a couple of months or even shorter, I wouldn't be shocked. But I have high hopes for what he can be, um, which I think on a Washington team that has a lot of question marks and um, things might be a bit funky. Um, you know, he can, and it's funky in a way that like there's not, it's not like a um, a Charlotte or a um, even like a, a Spurs funky. Who I think a lot of there's been a lot of people drafted from them, like Washington. Um, I feel like it's Kuzma, Poole, and Avdia. Um, and you can sell me on whether Gafford at center is a, a good pick, um, which I think I was out on. <laughs> um, I think there's 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 a short there's a shorter kind of line of of, of people waiting um, for opportunity there that I think he can cash on. Um, you know, outside of um, Tyus Jones, I think, obviously, the other one. I just think if he starts, he could be good. Um, and Dylan Brooks, I mean, it's my last pick of the draft, 146. I had him I had him there knowing that there's a high potential that he'll still be there at the end. And there's a lot of other players that I thought about going in that direction. But I just think, again, it's, it's whether it's the Houston weird thing, but then paying him to come over, the World Cup that he had, a chip on his shoulder, like... He's been fringe fantasy for a long time in terms of like uh, picked up and dropped in the wave of wider quite a bit. Um, but I think with this new scenario, there's there's a, a, a portion of opportunity um, and potential for him to play himself into a higher fantasy role. Um, I think it's a, a low um, chance. So it's, it's a lot of high risk, but I think um, based on who else is kind of there, I think... Um, the the payoff if he kind of really um, hits his shot consistently enough, I think for for coach to trust him and him to to get um, a high amount of shots with Houston winning. Um, obviously, we saw the opposite at Grizz when his shots went up, their likelihood of winning seemed to go down. 
Um, but I think he's out there for defense. If he can get out of his own way, um, Dylan the villain, um, you know, could be someone that stays on my roster. Um, but I don't have like super high hopes or anything. I just think it's a fun one um, to add just based on all of what I've said. So, um, yeah, that's it for me. Um, I'm super excited about um, tomorrow and even um, Thursday in, in seeing all of the teams. So, I think just, yeah, I guess if I look at all my players, I, I do think Paul George is my best pick at 55. Like, um, I think, you know, he plays enough that um, we've seen him, you know, as a, a late second round pick, even early second round pick a lot of the time. Um, so 55 just kind of screams screams value for me. Um, I think my worst pick um, it's probably Miles Bridges is the easy one. I think if um, that might be a cop out, and I could probably um, maybe go Kyrie Irving if he's not there. It's funny because at the same spot last year, I'm thinking he's good, but I just looking at it has a, um, I just yeah, based on going Davis and Durant, adding Irving to the mix, I think um, it's just there's a lot of a lot of problematic. I think I read a um, an ESPN list of of. 10 players who were the biggest um, risk-reward guys. And I had three of them out of the 10, and that's not including Kevin Durant. So <laughs> um, Kyrie Irving, Anthony Davis, and Miles Bridges, a uh, uh, very high risk-reward, obviously, if you listen to ESPN. Um, I think my, my wild card is my Jalen Green and my sleeper um, might be Emmanuel quickly. So there we go. We'll finish it up, upload it. So it's, um, you know on the internet before tip off tomorrow and um thank you to chris who was the only one who sent through his um audio thing for potentially other people feeding in their their um thoughts on my team um not to be with everyone else not getting the opportunity but um echoing my thoughts i think um in terms of davis as a super risky one and a a paul george um uh, probably a good get uh in round six so um, yeah, thanks for that, Boogie Man. Um, absolute pleasure doing these. Um, and I hope people have, you know, listened to theirs or listened to a few and, and got something out of it. So um, get excited, guys. Uh, thanks again, and I'll, I'll talk to you on the chat soon.